Hey, tell me if you love me. Yes, I love you. Yes, I love you. Ziggy, tell me if you love me. That's a hiccup. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Love you, Mia. Love you. Call me back. Well, yeah, like, you know, I love you. I'm super proud of, like, everything that you've accomplished, mm. especially the fact that, like, your dream with what yeah. you're doing, which I love. Hey, man, I heard the last podcast. Uh, the conversation was good. Uh, the, the, the guest was interesting. I will say, I think the best part of it was the name, though. Vegan Cookie Reviews. You got it. You got to give me credit. Yeah, no, I will. Vegan Cookie Reviews. Because I just know, like, the type of person that you are and, like, the type of content you make and the way you make people feel is special. It's one of a kind. Their privilege and lack of privilege in that specific area, like, you feel uncomfortable mm. around them. Like, you don't get that with you because you don't ever feel like you're um, judging, like, like, a privilege that, or anything. Like... You are like a positive person to be around. Well, dude, I was telling you, that's what I think is so cool about it. It's like, you've got these like conversations that we've had, like set in stone. Like when we're like 50, we can look back and be like, oh yeah, let's listen to this like 40 minute conversation we had in 2017 or whatever. Yeah. One, two, one, 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 two. <laughs> Three. Welcome to Vegan Cookie Reviews. Today we got <laughs> Jetpack Jones on with us today. What's happening? How's it going? Great. How are you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, so introduce yourself. What, what, uh, what's your mission in life? Oh man, that's a big question. Uh, <laughs> we start off, we start off, you know, like yeah, real... you, no joke, man. Just <laughs> jump right into it. Uh, my mission in life, uh, hopefully to create things that um, enhance other people's lives and um, help people to see things from maybe a different perspective that could help them in some type of way. Um, yeah, and to enjoy it as much as possible. Yeah. That's my mission in life. Uh, I guess we could start off, too. I liked your idea about uh, introducing how exactly we know each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even remember how we, like, first met. Mm. Um, but I do remember it was, like, around 2013-ish, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were working on uh, music videos at the time. Mm. And we did, like, maybe four, three or four music videos, something like that. We did the... I know we did the Afterburners mini movie. Uh, yeah. That one was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did Mizona and we did, I feel like we did another one that didn't really like come out all the way. But yeah, it started off with music videos and then just evolved from there to a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yeah, man. I've, I've seen you, <laughs> I've seen you acquire a lot of skill sets over that time. For <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, a lot, a lot. <laughs> You know what's funny? At the one of the first things I remember is is uh like a skate team, a skate video we did. Oh, yeah. There was like a skate video we did. Yeah, yeah. Like that was one of the first things I remember. But yeah, that's that's been years. <laughs> Man, damn, I forgot all about that. Yeah, jetpack skate team. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so over the years, as you've as you've done, you know, mainly at the beginning, you know, just music, uh, and been involved with that. What was the decision to put a pause on that recently? Because, hmm. I mean, how long have you been making music, producing, doing all that, and then going into, like, a different path, I feel like? Yeah. 
or just putting a pause on that? Like what was the inspiration behind that? Well, more recently, I've been able to just look at my creative life as a whole. And I kind of realized that it started out like when I was a kid, you know what I mean? I would just, I would create all kind of things. Like I would do a lot of drawing and stuff as a kid and kind of put it into projects. So one of the earliest projects that I remember was like, <laughs> I created like this imaginary sports league, basically. It was like a, a ba- I did a basketball league and a football league where I created um, like different teams, their logos and all that shit. And then players and like would draw the players and all this other yeah. stuff. And that was like the first uh, projects I can remember putting together like creatively. And then in middle school, I started writing songs. I didn't have like a method to record it at the time or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And then after high school was when I started like really diving into recording music and seeing myself as a music artist. Um, And then in 2020 was when I kind of made a a shift of like, okay, I don't need to focus only on making music. You know what I mean? Mm. And I wouldn't even necessarily call it a pause. Like I may have called it that a year ago or like even a few months ago, I may have called it that, but I've learned to like frame it a little differently is it's kind of just building into all the other things that I can do. Mm. So it's not that I've like stopped music. If an inspiration, if I'm inspired today to write a song, then I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll record a song today if I feel the inspiration, but it's more so following the flow of what's coming to me and following that path of least resistance so to speak you know Mm. just going towards what i'm creatively moved to make and more recently it's been storytelling in different realms other than music yeah so but you know it all ties back in though the things that i learned from making music i can apply to everything else that i'm making uh what are like what's a specific example that you can think of off the top of your head like something that you directly applied from music yeah to like well like the kids books that we talked about that I've mm-hmm. been working on recently, they're, they're rhyming kids books. Okay. You know? So it's yeah, like yeah. I'm using my rhyming abilities that I used in music to create these kids books and kind of, you know, have a rhythm within it that kids can follow along and learn quicker in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's one example. Um, when I was uh, focusing more heavily on clothing collections like last year and things yeah. like that, the the manufacturer that I was working with came from making merch and music. So he was making all of my, you know, Jetpack Jones merch. And then, all right, now let's change it over to making some things that are not necessarily tied directly to the music. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then storytelling in general, you know, songs, it's you're telling a story. It's just in a shorter form, maybe, than some of the stories that I'm telling now. Yeah. So it all connects for sure. Mm-hmm. When you when you first started or or let me ask you this like when you when you go into something what helps you to dive in uh as opposed to thinking or 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 maybe you have a different perspective on it but like from going to music and then even like the kids books or uh the the comic strips that you were doing mm-hmm. um going into something that may, that is kind of new in a sense uh like how how was your thought process on like 
or did you feel like, okay, it has to be like really polished first or like I need to develop these skills <laughs> or yeah. did you just go in? And then if you did, like how, how did you kind of like get over that? Like, or is that just something you always just like, oh, I'm just going to go for it? Yeah. To be honest, I've always been just kind of, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. If, if the idea is there and it's fresh and mm. it's something that I feel compelled to do, I'm just going to do it. I'm not worried about it being perfect yeah. when I, you know, when I start and it, it'll never be perfect. Um, I look at, so like with music, my first couple years making music, I can't even go back and listen to that shit now. Cause it's <laughs> like, Oh my God, bro, this shit is terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's because of those first couple of years of me working through it and just figuring it out that I've been able to get to a point now where I can make a song and I love it. And I listen to that shit yeah. all day, you know? Um, it's the same thing with like, <clears throat> when it came to working on the comics, and character design and stuff like that when i first started my drawing skills were you know <laughs> they weren't the best yeah and i'm still not you know like an amazing drawer or whatever i wouldn't put myself in in the category category of necessarily expert in that field but i know that i have my own style mm. and i've created my own style that i enjoy and that other people enjoy it doesn't have to be perfect and you know everything when it comes to art everything is subjective you know what i'm saying so yeah I think about, uh, you remember that show Home Movies? Home Movies or Whole Movies? Home Movies. The funny one? Yeah. It yeah. was like a like a cartoon, but it was like digitally drawn. Uh. Bro, go back and check that out whenever you have a <laughs> okay. chance. The storylines are hilarious. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. The animation is trash. <laughs> but you don't even notice it <laughs> yeah. because the fucking storyline is so good. And it's like you still understand that, okay, that's a person. I can see what that is. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't focus too much on it having to be super polished and all that. However, I do want everything that I make to be of a certain quality, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not just yeah. going to like half-ass it and bullshit and be <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, fuck it. Here you go. I'm going to do my best, whatever my best is in that moment, um, with whatever the project is. And that's just how I approach it. I, but I also like, I really don't think too much when it comes to creating. If I'm thinking a lot, then I need to take a step back because mm -hmm. it's not about thinking for me. It's more just about like channeling and doing. Mm. If I'm thinking about it, it's not as creative. It's not part of that process. Yeah. Yeah. That's a theme that I, I've been like thinking about lately more so is like the, the idea or like this like pressure that I feel like a lot of people like maybe not even consciously have, but it's like, I want it to look like polish. I want, you know, all this stuff to whatever it might be like, you know, their art, their music, social media, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's so refreshing to see like posts of people. Like I've seen like a couple things where it's like, yo, I really didn't feel confident, but like, I'm never, it's never going to be like perfect. So I'm just going to show it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, that looks really good. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. it's like, I wouldn't even like thought to judge it on a certain level it is just yeah. what it is so i think it's like sometimes we all have like our own judgment on what it's supposed to look like but it's not right. really right even supposed to look like anything like right yeah I, even even with uh framing a post like that of is like i wasn't <clears throat> confident in this yeah. or whatever that kind of puts in the audience's head that they should be looking for it to be better. You know what I mean? Whereas if you would have just posted that shit and yeah, been like, yeah. yo, check this shit out. It's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, They'd have been like, so oh, true. that's fire. You know what I mean? They would have never known yeah, the difference. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, bro, 
whatever you as a person, whoever's listening to this, mm-hmm. whatever you make is dope because you made it. It's not yeah. dope because like it looks like somebody else's shit mm. or because it reaches a certain standard based on what's already out there. It's dope because it's original to you. And the more that you lean into whatever your style is or whatever your abilities are, that's what makes it better. You know, that's what makes it what it is. And so for me, like I was saying, to most people's standards or to the standard of like the average animator or whoever yeah. it might be, this may look like it's not on that. Cert- like if I tried to compare it, basically, it mm-hmm. wouldn't it wouldn't be up to a certain standard if I tried to compare it. But I don't try to compare it mm-hmm. because nobody else can make it the way that I'm making it. And that's what makes like it dope. That. Yeah, yeah, you know? that makes sense. Yeah. It's actually really on like uh I mean I find a lot of use in the, in what you just said so I like that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um as far as like other stuff what what other uh things have you been finding inspiring uh or mo- we'll say inspiring for you like mm-hmm. inspiration where have you been grabbing inspiration from or or what are the things that you just absolutely love that kind of have shaped your art even from like a kid mm. like how you were saying home what was it home, home movies? movies yeah yeah uh dude i just everything that i enjoy i want to participate in at mm. some level if i'm able to and i don't feel like there's anything that i can't participate in yeah and it's worth me exploring mm. so you know clothes books cartoons movies uh tv shows everything i've done at least a little bit of dabbling in all of it just to see how do i like it how can i contribute to it and there are certain things that i need to do a lot more in order to really engulf myself into those worlds like acting for example i just kind of had like my acting debut will premiere next week (laughs) on wednesday on my homie uh don's show curious okay and it's an episode that i co-wrote with him and i'm acting in it as well and uh it's fun bro it's fun to me it's like if i'm if i'm enjoying myself mm-hmm. that is the the most important result other than you know if it can make an impact on somebody and inspire them too that's that's great but that's less in my control mm-hmm. what is more so in my control is am i enjoying myself while i'm doing this because if i am usually i find that it translates into whoever the audience is and they can enjoy something about it yeah you know so um yeah, man, I'm inspired by just life in general. Everything that I do, uh, going new places, meeting new people, uh, just funny little moments that happen in life. And I'm like, yo, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That that shit would be great on a show or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm like a sponge in that way mm. where I can take whatever's around me and like spit it back out as a creative uh, expression kind of thing. Yeah. I like that. Uh. trying to think where where to go from there (laughs) (laughs) so many good so many good things um i guess we could uh i would love to talk about the the whole journey um and whatever you have to like say on it of of the um nfts Mm. that you were working on yeah yeah like what like man so nfts is like 
that's an interesting space for sure. Like it's an important thing, I think, and mm-hmm. it will be an important thing for the future of uh, artists, especially independent artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also one of those things that on the tech side, yeah, I think there's still a lot more for me to learn. On the creative side, it's like I never made anything originally with the intention of, hey, this is going to be an NFT. All the things that ended up becoming NFTs were kind of just me creating, like me making digital art or me making stories like the comics and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, And then it just so happened that this NFT thing presented itself and I was like, yo, these make sense as NFTs too. So they're more so um, a digital representation of physical art that I have. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not looking, at least at this time, to make things that are just specifically digital and that's it. I want everything that I make to have some type of tangible representation as well. Mm -hmm. So just like, you know, the Hyphy Murph collection, that's an NFT collection, but it's also a comic book that you can hold in your hand, that you can read, that you can put on your coffee table, whatever, you know. Um, even the fried art collection, like I did some, I did a lot of painting this summer actually, Mm -hmm. which was, uh, really therapeutic. I did about eight pieces on like different size canvases and stuff. Um, and it was a very therapeutic process of like painting was one of those art forms that I always kind of looked at as, oh, that's advanced. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like to be good at painting, like that's, (laughs) that's kind of advanced. And then I did it and I was like, yo, this is, I can do this too, you know? (laughs) Um, and sometimes I think we trick ourselves in our head into thinking that certain things are hard. Nothing's actually hard, bro. Like truthfully, nothing's actually hard. It's just do it or don't do it. The more you think about it, the harder it becomes. Yeah. But when you just start to do it, you start to realize like, okay, there's a process to everything. And if I just follow this process, enough people have done it before me that it's not like I got to reinvent the fucking wheel. You know what I mean? I just got to apply my own ideas to it. And there you go. So, um, yeah, what was the question? (laughs) I got so off fucking. (laughs) No, that was good. We're talking about NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, (laughs) yeah, NFTs are kind of just the digital representation of things that I'm creating in the physical world, basically, at this point. And it may grow into something greater. Uh, I would like to work with people who are more tech savvy than me to Mm. maybe continue to build that community. Um, But as of right now, that's that's what they are for me. Uh, Why do you think it's important for you to have have a have physical representations of things? I mean, as somebody who was born in 1990, I have reference to analog and digital you know like i remember when my parents used thomas guide to get to places you know what i'm saying i remember uh landline telephones and pay phones and shit like that (laughs) and i also have the reference of cell phones and google maps and that side of it too Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's value in both of those things um and i don't see myself being completely in one space or one dimension literally you know because nfts the metaverse etc etc that's a whole other dimension yeah yeah. you know and in this physical dimension like how we're interacting right now i want to be able to physically share things that i've created yeah you know um music is one of those things that's interesting because it lives in both 
worlds automatically because you got people that are going to be listening to your shit on streaming or wherever they listen to it, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily tangible, but a performance, a live performance is always going to be tangible when you can literally reach out and touch the people. Yeah. Um, you know, I still think vinyls are cool to people who fuck with that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, there's just something about it, being able to hold a record and the artwork in your hand versus, okay, it's on my phone and I can just access it. Yeah. Both things have a value, but I uh, I don't want to ever cut out that physical value either. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's... To me, if I had to choose one, I would stick with the tangible side if I had to choose one. If I had to give one up, you know? Yeah. But luckily, we don't have to. We got both, so <laughs> yeah. it's all good. <laughs> yeah, there's something really, like, hard to, like, explain or, like, put in words for for me, at least. Maybe just because I haven't, like, talked it out as much. But, yeah, about that, like, holding something physical, like yeah. the vinyl. You Like, that's something so, like, relatable of, like like the vinyl like and putting it on and right. like holding that or like even like books like art books like i really love art books and stuff like that so so yeah there is like i've i've always loved making physical things yeah when's the last time you sent or received a thank you note oh my god okay so <laughs> so recently i think it was what was it for? I don't know what it, it might've been. So my, one of my closest friends, actually she was the first, uh, one that I had the first episode for this. Mm-hmm. Um, her daughter Penelope, who's like, like a little sister to me, mm-hmm. she graduated kindergarten in, you know, May, whatever it was, June. And I was like, yo, I'm going to send her, a. a a card like in the mail i'm gonna yeah. send it to her <laughs> and i like wrote out like kind of like like i i was like thinking like 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 you know when you're talking to a kid you're like congrats like have fun like simple stuff and i was mm-hmm. like i'm gonna kind of write it a little bit advanced yeah because i was like yo like as an adult i have like a couple things like cards from people from yeah. in the past and like those are so meaningful. Right. So right. I wrote it and I was like, yo, one of these days, like, I really hope you look back on this as like an adult. Like, that's yeah. so crazy to me. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a totally different feel than shooting a text and saying, hey, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember as a kid when I would get gifts from relatives or whatever for Christmas yeah. or birthday, whatever it would be, my mom would have us write thank you notes. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm no, saying? Okay, yeah. And, and it's like when somebody receives a physical card with mm-hmm. your handwriting saying thank you, I appreciate, blah, 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 it ha- it holds a different weight to it. And I think that kind of speaks to what I, I'm talking about in terms of like tangible versus the digital thing because it takes five seconds to send a thank you text. (laughs) It takes a few days, the whole process in terms of like mailing it, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be to get a thank you note. And it's a different, it just holds a different weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But, but yeah, I sent out that card recently and I, and it's, it was something where I was like, I got to do this more often to like random people, like just like random, not Mm -hmm. even for an occasion or anything. I think that's so like, I don't know. That's cool. Like, imagine just getting a card like, yo, hope you're doing well. <laughs> yeah. No, see, I mean, that used to be a very common thing. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. And it's kind of just become lost upon us at this point. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Keep notes alive. Keep notes alive. 
I, it's it's such an interesting way that everything seems to like be developing like where it's like so digital so like and and yet those those physical representations like we were talking about have like still hold an equal or even now greater weight to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Uh, i think it's kind of kind of yeah. beautiful yeah absolutely man so you know there's always going to be a place for tangible art yeah no matter sure. how big nfts and digital art and all that other stuff gets so with the children's book, how like how far along in the process are you? I, th- I think you said, but I can't remember. Yeah. So the first one uh, that I did is being delivered within the next few days. Uh, I just did a short run to start with and mm-hmm. kind of sell those to friends and family. Uh, they'll whatever's left over from that run will be on the, my fried water site. Um, most of them have already sold though, to be honest with you. Uh, and then the ones that I'm co-authoring and doing illustrations for, mm-hmm. uh, it's a series. So we're, we want to complete the whole series and then go about publishing it after that. Oh, okay. Got so, it. yeah, I mean, by, by, I would say new years will, they'll most likely all be available. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so what was the, what was the one about breath work that you said? Yeah. Yeah. That so was yours or the part of the series? That's, that's part of the series that okay. I'm, I'm co-authoring with my friend, Melissa. She's really dope. Um, she lives in Miami. Mm-hmm. She's, um, like a life coach. She, she has like so many different certifications. Like yeah. she does it all. Um, and she's, uh, she had the idea of creating breath work books for kids to pretty much help kids and parents in terms of being able to breathe, to calm yourself down, like mm-hmm. whatever the situation might be. Um, so for example, we have a bedtime one. We have a first day of school one. Right now we're working on a parents are going out for the night type thing. Uh, they'll probably be like a doctor's office one. Just, yeah. just different scenarios where uh, if a child can be aware of their breathing and how that can help them be more present in that moment. Mm. and less afraid more calm you know yeah so yeah that's that's been cool to work on i feel like it'll it'll do a lot of good um and then the book that i wrote it's called thoughts make things Mm. and it's uh essentially about the power of your thoughts and how whatever you think about repetitively whatever you think about the most will become your reality and so uh learning how to control our own thoughts and be able to use that to our benefit rather than to our detriment, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That one's a kid's kids book as well? Or? Yep. Yep. It's a kid's book. Um, they're all rhyming, so it's very uh, playful. Yeah. You know, pretty fun. Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's definitely fulfilling to work on, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's, it's one of those things. This is, like, these are the first projects that I've worked on that – it doesn't have that feeling of this is partially for me, mm. you know, with music, it's like, I was making stuff that I wanted to hear. Yeah. You know, like, let me make some, because maybe there wasn't as much music that I wanted to hear being made. So I was making stuff partially for me. Of mm. course it was for an audience as well. Yeah. That's why I put it all out, but it was partially for me too. There's a little bit of that selfish factor in there. And then with, uh, the comic book with Hyphy Murph, that was mm. like, Yo, this is a story that I would love to read or I'd like to see on TV. Yeah. I think this shit is funny. Um, same thing with, you know, the the TV and movie stuff that I've been writing. 
that's all kind of like selfishly a little bit for mm-hmm. me. There's part of me in there of like, yo, I want to consume this. So that's <laughs> yeah. why I'm making it. Whereas with the kids books, it's like it's totally for other people. It's for little kids, you know, it's for hopefully my future kids, but mm-hmm. also just my friends, kids and kids that I don't even fucking know. So, you know, uh, so it's it's a, a cool process to be able to be fully in service with my creativity mm. and it feels a little different so yeah been enjoying it do you think about like it in that process have you have you thought about like oh me as a kid a little bit because you because yeah. you say like okay there's there's a lot of like obviously like not much for me because it's t- towards like a towards an audience a kid audience right yeah. but but part of that i i feel like is almost like you talking to a younger self of a absolutely. younger version of yourself kind of yeah absolutely and i think that comes into play a little bit in terms of the character designs mm-hmm. so in the thoughts make things books like i intentionally made the two kids that are in the book like black kids mm-hmm. you know because uh, i do think that kind of representation matters when yeah, I was a kid, there sure. weren't many books like that. It was like Little Bill, and that was yeah. pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Little Bill was cool, you yeah. know, but it was like that's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so now being able to contribute to that and being able to speak to um, kids that look like me, yeah, uh, I think that's pretty important. Uh. I just wow! Like, I'm so excited for that. Like that's so cool. <laughs> I yeah, I do think it's like it's interesting. Like I don't know if this is a un. It probably is a universal thing where as you grow, as you get older, you start thinking about like generations almost. Like you start yeah. thinking about like like kid you start seeing your friends kids grow up you start seeing them go to school and what they're working on and you're like thinking like like how you like how it all compares and stuff but Mm -hmm. like a big thing that i've always like like been really interested in is education for kids and how like i wish there was more like off brand off american brand education yeah because I, like I think about that and I'm like, man, it'd be, I, I see some of these like ideas where it's like, you know, or like schools that do the gardening thing. Like I see mm-hmm. like some of those popping up a lot more and I'm like, I wish that was like way more part of the curriculum than yeah. just like study, memorize, test, study, you know, like, yeah, definitely. Which I'm sure has, I you know, has use, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, for you creating know. employees, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't. I don't think that when I have kids, I don't think I want to subject them to that type of learning environment. I would like for their learning environment to be a lot more freeform. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just not, not so boxed in. Um, but my, my friends, kids, like they're very inspiring to me. You know, Mm -hmm. they, I treat them like my family Yeah. because they are like my family to me. You know, it takes a village and all that. Mm -hmm. So, I can be the cool uncle, you know, that provides some yeah. type of learning experience also. That's that's great. I, I love that role. So I try to embrace that as much as I can and try to be able to give as much as I can from that position. I guess what I'm thinking about is like, okay, so like breath work and stuff like that. Like I love 
I love the concepts of teaching stuff like that to kids. Mm-hmm. Um, have you noticed, like, for example, my friend, uh, my friend's uh, daughter, Penelope, like, like she said something the other day about like, oh, they they learned this thing in school about uh, something like that. Like it was something like. I forgot what it was like, Oh, a breathing technique or so. And I was like, what? Like <laughs> learn this in kindergarten. Like, yeah. so it's interesting. Cause it is kind of starting to like, yeah. like they uh, show up and, and stuff like that. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so my, my friend, Abby, his niece and nephew, like they've been learning yoga, but that's, I don't <laughs> think that's really in school. I think that's something oh, that their, something their on parents the yeah, and yeah. just, you know, the environment that they're in that they've been learning. Um, but yeah, I do see it more in learning environments. Maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily like school as the, like the schools we went to type of thing. Yeah. But I do see it happening a lot more in learning environments, and I see people understanding the importance of that stuff. Yeah. And how that um, correlates to learning other things, because the more calm you are, the more at peace you are, the more you can absorb. Yeah. You know, if you're constantly in a state of anxiety and worry or nervousness whatever it might be it's a lot harder to pick up on new material on Mm. new lessons and stuff like that so i think those things go hand in hand and if we want the next generation to be better than us then we should give them the tools to do that yeah i agree 100 percent yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so what else are you working on other than other than that stuff or what kind of uh i am working on what do you want to work on Ooh, ooh, ah, man, that is a, that's a great question. Um, I want to work on more film projects. Mm -hmm. Definitely want to do more film projects because I've been writing a lot of film projects. I just haven't necessarily, uh, started the filming process of a lot of them. Um, I want to work on, huh? I feel like the biggest creative thing that you can do is like creating a family. And I feel like I've reached the stage in my life where that is very appealing to me. That's something Mm. that I am actively working towards. Um, And I think it all starts with just making yourself the best version of yourself that you can be. Yeah. And allowing that to, you know, form into whatever it does. And so, I'm still my biggest project, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think that ever changes. I think it just changes forms throughout life. Mm. But, you know, creating a version of myself that is able to um, provide for a family. And, yeah, that's to me, that's like the biggest project. Everything yeah. else, I think that I'm able to do it, you know? I'd like to... I would like to make another body of work in music Mm -hmm. that is totally different from anything that I've created before. And I'm not exactly sure what that looks like yet. I have glimpses of it here and there. Um, So I'm kind of just staying open to whatever is coming into my creativity field, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Man, that's (laughs) beautiful. I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. (laughs) I appreciate that. As as far as like you saying, uh, kind of like the idea of being our own greatest project. Yeah. Personally, and and obviously, like you know, we are aware that like not everybody is 
journey is the same but i i i've been really enjoying seeing other people's perspectives on things and like understanding like okay like like maybe this is not i guess asking people for their perspective as as opposed to like asking people for advice or opinions Mm. or like hey what should i do yes more so like hey what what have you like you know what works for you yeah yeah Yeah. and and (laughs) i've found that that like approaching it from that uh way has been incredibly useful absolutely uh so my question is as far as you your your journey of like you being your greatest project Mm -hmm. what are some of like the the most powerful tools that you've acquired to like help you become a a better version of yourself like in your own in your own world and universe like um you know i think some of the things are like part of my nature but they've mm-hmm. been uh cultivated and like maybe refined by being around other people that that are strong in those qualities mm-hmm. so one of them being just uh willingness to try things and not not be afraid to try something yeah um willingness to uh also consistency just finding finding a, a how do i put this because i'm not big on routines yeah but also having a certain level of routine allows you to really be spontaneous and free in other spaces so because i have discipline in how i eat and how i treat my body and things like that because i've developed that discipline i'm able to go and do things as i please kind of you know because i'm not worried about like all right am i healthy enough to do this do i feel good enough in my body to do this whatever it might be um so i've i've learned how discipline can actually lead to just a lot more freedom yeah you know um so self self discipline has been a big thing for me like this year i took 4 months off from smoking mm-hmm. And uh, at first it was a little bit of a challenge because I had become dependent on it, which Mm. is why I told myself that I needed to stop. And about a month through, I was like, yo, I love this. I (laughs) fucking love this shit. And at that four month mark, when I smoked again, I just took a couple hits or whatever. And I was like, you know, this is cool, but Mm. I don't need it. Like before I used to think I needed that shit. I was like 10 years straight smoking every day. You know, you know. (laughs) Um, so now I'm at the stage where I don't smoke majority of the time. If I'm around people that are smoking and it it seems like some good quality shit, I might hit it a couple of times, but I'm not participating in it the way that I used to. Yeah. Just because I don't need it anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And that is kind of empowering knowing that like yo i can stop doing i can like you know you hear people say i can stop anytime i want it's like really can (laughs) you are you sure sure. uh because i used to think that with weed like i could stop whenever i want you know and the first time that i tried to stop this year i stopped for a month right but that whole month i was fighting it i was like fuck i want to smoke (laughs) oh shit and then you know i eventually went back to smoking and then when I decided again, like, all right, I'm going to really take a solid break because I mm. just don't like how I'm feeling right now. 
then I really proved to myself that, yeah, you can actually stop whenever you want. Yeah. And now you have a, a greater level of control. So when you do smoke, you can have that enjoyment without all the other shit that comes with it, you know, and you're not abusing the substance no more. So um, I feel like I got off tangent again on the question a little nope. bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, just every day is an, another lesson. And basically, if you stay open to what those lessons can be mm. or even what the signs are that, mm. that the universe might be trying to show you yep. versus thinking that you have all the answers <laughs> yeah. and you'll be fine. You yeah, know, yeah. just stay open to what the lessons and the path might be. You know, don't think you know it all. Yeah. So that's that's it for me, I think. <laughs> I like it. Thanks, man. Alrighty. Well, any other uh, ending uh, words of wisdom? Wow, uh, words of wisdom could be a thing at the end too. Like I, I'll call it Wow W O W words of wisdom. Okay, I like, like that. Now for our Wow moment, our last Wow words moment. of wisdom. <laughs> Woo! Okay, okay. But yeah, any uh, anything you want to like plug or uh, um, as far as projects or just anything. Yeah, uh, you can check out um all of my artwork, clothing, things like that on FriedWaterCA.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram, just jetpack.jones, and then all the links will be there too. Of course, you can find me wherever you listen to music, stuff like that. If you want my full, full catalog, you got to go to Bandcamp, jetpackjones.bandcamp.com. Um, in terms of words of wisdom, I say just lean into yourself, like fully expressing yourself. Don't let you know, all these influences out here and all these algorithms and shit tell you who to be. Amen. If there's something you want to try, try it. If it ends up being something you don't enjoy, you didn't lose anything. You know what I mean? You found out something more about yourself. So, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Wow. <laughs> so good. And if you guys, uh, YouTube, uh, my favorite song ever by Jetpack Jones, which is... <laughs> What's the what's the one the remix of uh, that? Oh man, it's gonna kill me now. Um, the one I always bring up, and you and you like it's super. It was like, oh, dude, is it an older song? Yeah, it's the one where you film the video on the beach and you guys are water gun fighting. Oh my god, dude, best song. I'm ever. not even gonna tell them because <laughs> that song is so old. Like I don't listen to that no, song. That. That That's from one, 2012. That one will be on replay rest of my life, guaranteed. Yeah, you're gonna have to find that, that by yourself, buddy. I'm not. I'm not giving nobody I'll, the keys to that. If you can find it on my we'll, Bandcamp, I'll put it that. We'll way. link it. We'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, legend. All right, so at the end of every episode, you know, we we uh, review a vegan cookie. Yeah. And so we got. Uh, Grain-free cookies, Mexican chocolate. Yeah. I'm familiar with this brand, Siete. I'm familiar with the brand. Yeah. Because I've had their, um, what is it called again? Mexican wedding cookies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire. I didn't Fire. see those at the store, the wedding ones, which is, but you got me like, now I want to try those. But my my homegirl, Kathy, I got I to gotta give her a shout out. She put me on to these and I tried them. I saw them at the store when I was in Miami yeah. and I was like, you know what? Let me just grab a bag. Almost ate the whole bag in one <laughs> sitting, bro. I shit you not. They're so fucking good. Yo, I'm excited. And, and also, I will say a funny thing about this is I got these last minute at 
Stater Brothers, <laughs> which we talked about the ridiculous name of Stater Brothers, but uh, it was kind of funny because I was like, I don't know why I thought that a vegan cookie would be easy to find at Stater Brothers, hey. but it was not. They got <laughs> vegan shit everywhere now, though. They much. they do, but I was like expecting a whole like sectioned off area like all vegan stuff and it was like i had to search for these a little bit but the branding like that's what i saw i was like oh this looks like a cool bag so yeah they use good ingredients but all right let's try it (laughs) okay so I definitely like the Mexican wedding ones better. <laughs> However, they taste kind of similar because they use a lot of like the same ingredients. Mm-hmm. But them adding the chocolate to this one kind of gives it like a little twist to it. I like it though. I like it. Are we rating them? Like, yeah, you got to review. We're doing out of 10, out of 5. Uh, it's an open source. Uh, All right. uh, you can do whatever you want. Okay. And we're rating them on a scale of vegan cookies. I I guess so. I guess no. We're we're into this is an individual basis, so okay. not compared to like. I would give these. So if Mexican wedding cookies are like <laughs> a ten out of ten, okay, all right. I would give these a seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but they're good though. They're you know I would yeah, yeah. I would buy them. I uh, yeah for sure I would buy yeah I'm. I gotta have another one. These are really good. I would purchase. The and I guess I guess my rating would be man, I don't wanna copy. Let me get one more of those. <laughs> I don't wanna <laughs> copy you, but I would also give it a seven out of ten. Yeah. One Okay, I I'll review. My review will be this. I'm not a fan of crunchy cookies. Like I love mm. chewy way more than crunch. Okay. But crunch has been growing on me. Okay. Uh <laughs> But um, yeah, I I think that's why it's a seven for me because I I I just I can't. I actually gotta change my rating after that second cookie. I gotta change my rating. I'm gonna move it up to an eight, and the reason I'm gonna move it up to an eight because I could definitely eat like three <laughs> or four more of these. Uh, the reason I'm gonna move it up to an eight is because of the ingredients that they use and the fact that there's really not a lot of sugar in them. Mm. I don't like super, super sweet shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Same. Like, there's not a lot of sugars in these, which I really like. And the sugar that they use is like coconut sugar. So I feel like that's a lot better than just, you know, regular white sugar. So that being the case, I'm going to have a third. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to... I was, <laughs> I was just thinking... Yeah, this bag is not gonna make it to like yeah, no, <laughs> very you long. Know, you gotta get the family size bag. <laughs> so, so maybe I, you know, what's funny? Like, I love. Uh, I don't. I almost don't want to give it like a number rating because mm. I feel like that like places it in a hierarchy. Okay. <laughs> and so I, but if but the packaging I think is for me is ten out of ten. Like I love packaging. Mm. Like like. When someone has good brand, like brand, like packaging and stuff like that, I I feel like that really draws me in. I do like the colors that they used. Um, I like the fact that it's a Ziploc bag. Yeah, and I like that it's this like matte like thing. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a 
super shiny plastic bag. Yeah. Uh, which you know, sub. I don't know what that means, but they're good. They're they're, they're good. Fire. Siete makes good cookies. Oh my god! If you see them in the store, do yourself a favor, buy a bag. Yes, sir. And this is a free advertisement. So yeah, Siete, yeah. If you hear this, holla at your boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you guys. Yeah, we are willing to promote your cookies and for a small fee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all about business out here. You, you know? know what I'm saying? We got the vegan cookie reviews. This is what we all you know about. What I mean? But um, I am so excited to try the other ones now, though. The, I gotta you, find it's those. It's gonna be an experience for you. Wow. Go to um, where did I get them from? I'm sure I could. Go- I'll Google it and see where they so- have them. Yeah, yeah. They uh, I got them from Fresh Market in Miami. They don't have that out here, but I'm pretty sure they have it at Sprouts. Yeah. And like Whole Foods and shit like that. Yes, yeah. sir. Alrighty, thank you for joining this hey, podcast. Man. Thanks for the cookies. Out the gate shooting if nobody knows who you are, where you're right. from. That's what it does. It's all sorts. So I love it.